This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube. And listen on your podcast platform. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. Hello Fox fans, how the devil are we? Um, yes, I am here. I'm just pressing the wrong buttons. I'm still asleep after watching that game earlier. It is Sunday. It's me again. I was it was nice to have a night off, probably as much for you as it was for me last night. We are back because we've got this tomorrow night. We have indeed. We have got Palace come in. Um, and we still we've still got this. It's not yet. 
But before we go any further, we start in, we're going to trial a few things over the next few weeks because we're coming up towards the end of the season, getting ready for next season, and we are going to sort of trial one or two things and just see whether they work out. So we're going to have a little children's section. We are. And we're going to trial it today. We're going to call it BCT. Sounds familiar? It got a ring to it, I thought. Big children time. We're going to have a nursery rhyme each week. So let me just kind of, you know, get ready for this. Because, you know, if we're going to do, let's get down with the kids here, you know. And uh, children, are you sitting comfortably? Because old Mother Levy went to the cabinet to fetch her poor team a cup. But when she got there... The cabinet was bare, and so the poor team were called useless shits who were only invited into the ESL to the other teams a laugh. <laughs> hey, did you watch it? It was this, wasn't it? Oh, they may appear again later in the show. You've got to uh, enjoy kicking teams like Tottenham when they're down. I don't know about you, I watched it. And, well, I watched bits of it in between falling asleep. And it was, yeah, poor Tottenham. Poor Tottenham. <laughs> okay. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Thanks for joining us. We are live on YouTube at Leicester Till I Die TV. Please give us a click and a subscribe. We'd love you forever. We are on Facebook, Leicester Till I Die, the group. And on Twitter, we are on at Leicester TID. Um, let's say hello to a few people. Um, I'm sure a very happy lady here. Uh, big up, you rascal. Hope all of you are well. Thank you, Melina. Uh, thanks for joining us. Our mod in the room this evening, our mod in chat. And she must be very happy. You're an Arsenal fan. Tottenham lost. You've got to be happy. Well, as happy as you can be with everything that's going on. Um, as she says here, Spurs doing what they do best, bottling it under the year trophyless. I know, it's so sad, isn't it? You know, um, yeah, Rob saying, been on the mother's ruin yet, Rob. No, Rob, I have made my own gin. I might come on to that later. It looks like it should be coming out of me rather than going into me, but apparently apparently, that is normal. Um, Melina, um, again, Kane should leave. He's nearly 30 and he's only got two golden boots. Well, he needs to have... I tried wearing them today. He might have done a bit better. Melina, just got to say, best wishes go out to your dad. Hope he's uh, he's on the mend a little bit, and I hope you two are doing okay. Um, talking about golden boots, somebody who knows how to score a goal or two at the King Power, it's my colleague, my wise old sage, and you notice I emphasised the old there, and that is <laughs> Craig. Good evening, Craig. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, everybody. How are we all? How well, are you, we, we, I am. I am uh, very much in this sort of frame of mind at the moment. Well, it doesn't seem because uh, we were on. When were we on Wednesday? It doesn't seem like we're Wednesday. five minutes. Uh, five minutes since we were here before, and you gave me some homework to do. So there's clearly no rest for the wicked, but. Uh, <laughs> Chances to be wicked seem to be few and far between at the moment, but uh, that's another well, matter. 
I have to say, I have given you a short shout-out, but not to your face yet. So I'm going to give you a shout-out now and say, well done. You got the team last week. Spot on. Brendan was obviously watching. Yeah, for once he was watching and uh, and, and he picked the, the same team. And uh, therefore, we are we are 1-0. So the Times, basically the Times... Hi, Miss Melina. Um, the times that Brendan's gone with my team, we win. So, I mean, yeah. what can I say? Yeah. It's 100% record. Melina, ask that same question at the end of the show. You might not be thanking him for his time. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be polite to Craig, believe me. <laughs> you really don't. Um Right, well, we've got another game coming up. Um, a bit worrying because... Um, Palace haven't played oh, something like ten days or something like that. They they uh, they haven't had a game. Um, we're playing Monday night, of course, King Power Stadium. It's on Sky Sports, and if you want to listen to it, uh, lcfc.com. If you're signed into that, BBC Radio Five Live, and if you are in the Shire, BBC Radio Leicester. Well, we've got to get back. We used to we used to have these two games a week, and it feels like we're back to that now. We've got a lot of evening games coming up as well, haven't we? We have. We've just uh, got to fit these games in now. But uh, yeah. you know, it's it's a big game, isn't it? You know that we we said before we started this run of four games that this was this could be the make or break of the season. We got the first one out of the way with a really good performance. Um, uh, evening, Stephen. A really good performance against uh, West Brom, where we were on the front foot from the from the get go, and we've got to do yeah. the same today, uh, uh, tomorrow night. Um, you know, the teams around us seem to be doing their best to throw points away, so we've really got to capitalise on it. So, I mean, big win tomorrow, and we're and we're seven points clear of fifth. So, yeah. big incentive. The, these are good times at the moment, and talking of good times, these were good times as well. The 1990s, and if you want a book that is suitable for children, maybe this isn't for you. <laughs> Only joking. Barry Pierpoint, Leicester's chief executive, and his book um, "Minding My Own Football Business: The Story of the Leicester City in the 1990s," which we look back on and consider to be uh, one of our glory periods. And of course, not only did we win quite a few trophies under Martin O'Neill, or as obviously he's known to us fans, God. Um, we also went from uh, private into public ownership. Told you all about it and a few behind-the-scenes stories as well. All the W's, mindingmyownfootballbusiness.co.uk. Pop along there, get 30% off. You've got five days because it's for April only, and Barry will sign it for you as well. I know Craig's got a copy, and you uh, you enjoy the read, Craig. Yeah, I did. I was flicking uh, back through it earlier, and um, I wanted to just mention because – we talk about what a great family club uh, Leicester is and the fact that we we seem to be representative of our almost unique city in terms of its uh, its mix of uh, of people from all over the world who call Leicester their home and how when we won the league it was a, a, a great uh, example for how football clubs should be run and uh, mm. And the fact that we touched every part of the city from all ethnicities, religions, were all there. But it was interesting to see that the the roots of that were, were back in the days of family night football, when um, yeah. when Barry and uh, and the team there made it more accessible for 
for people who felt probably on the fringes of football at that time because there was a, a lot of the sort of coming out of the times of hooliganism, so there was still that stereotype. But that family night football really brought different people together who wouldn't normally go to a game. And on the back of that, we had the highest percentage of female season ticket holders. I think it was 16% when the average was 3 or 4%. So a lot mm. of the what we see now goes back to those days when, uh, when Barry and his team were doing their job. So it really is a great read for looking at how this football club has been built over the past couple of decades. It has. And Rob, uh, he says, am I on 30% commission? Rob, I don't get out of bed for 30% commission, believe you me. It's a, it's a lot, lot more than that. But Barry, I too, I, I've become, I've come to know Barry. And we all had a, a, a picture of him and what he was like in the old posters, peer point out. But he's completely not like you would expect at all. And it does put another perspective on it. It is, a say, a really good, really good read. Better than the old Mother Hubbard nursery rhyme. Um, Monday night, tomorrow night, like I say, we're back to league action. And we're, we've got coming up, Craig, with some easier games that, you know, and it's always difficult, you know, and risky saying that this season. And I know games aren't won on paper, but we've got Palace, then we've got Southampton, then we've got Newcastle. I remember looking back a while ago and thinking, you know, oh, this is this is going to be like like when we had the the, the uh, Burnley and and um, Fulham and and that section. Mm. But suddenly, Palace aside, Southampton are going to be want to be out for revenge, and Newcastle they're not any um, any walkovers at the moment. No, they're not. Um, I, I thought just a, a quick aside. I thought it was interesting on the. Uh, I don't know if you managed to to get to see the uh, West Brom game. But I thought it was really funny uh, of Robbie Savage to come out and mention at the end when he was talking about Leicester's fixtures, saying that they've got um, three really hard games at the end. Oh, no, actually, make that two. Let's let's not talk about Spurs. Um, <laughs> yes. I missed that. I did yeah. miss that. <laughs> um, nice one, yeah, these, yeah, these teams are, uh, you know, Newcastle particularly. I mean, Palace are a strange one. And uh, obviously <laughs> for anybody who who tuned in to you chatting to the uh, the Palace fan um, from the, the other fans' view. Um, if you did, you obviously probably didn't hear Chris get more than two words in, but it was really interesting. Uh, really <laughs> I'm interesting. Used to it. I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Palace are a funny team at the moment. They're, they're sort of mm. neither here nor there, are they? they yeah. They've got nothing to play for. They're not going to go down. You know, what they've got to play for is is positions in the league and whether they're on any bonuses or whatever. But yeah. when you get to these end-of-season games, it's probably difficult for, for teams like that to get up. So it's really important that we start off on the front foot and, and set the pace of the game. Um, Southampton, yeah, you're right. They'll be out for revenge. But, you know, we've we've got a decent record against them. I know we, they beat us uh, last season, I think. Um, they got their revenge for the 9-0. Oops, mentioned it again. Um <laughs> And Newcastle, hey, you know, it's in your contract, mate. You've got to mention it. <laughs> I mean, Newcastle. I know a lot of Newcastle fans don't like Bruce, and he's coming for a lot of stick. But when they get all their best players on the pitch, you cannot say that that team is not playing for him. You know the way that they've, they've. I think they've scored injury time goals in the last three games or three out of the last four to to take valuable points. So. You know, they're, they're no mugs, they're no, they're, they're no pushovers. And uh, if, if St. Maximum's on it, 
than Callum Wilson, and it'll be a tough game. But these are still three games that we should be targeting for maximum points. What worries me, and like you say, is the Palace, I mean, their season's over. You know, there's there's good as on well, I would say on the beach, but of course you can't do that this this year, can you? But you know, look at Sheffield United yesterday, you know, about the first game they've won in about 20. Um, mm -hmm. I know it was Brighton, but it was still a win for them because it's that once you've got relegated, once you seem to know what your fate is, the pressure's off, yeah. and you can just go out. I can remember. Um, the last season at Filbert Street, you know, we won the last game against Tottenham Hotspur. We were already relegated, you know. It, it, and that's my worry with Palace is that you know they can't be as bad as West Brom. Nobody can be as bad as West Brom. You and me could put our boots on. We wouldn't be as bad as West Brom. Uh, <laughs> but you know that is the worry with Palace. What have they got to play for? They'll just go out and in you know I say enjoy it, but you know they'll just go out with, with not a. Not, no pressure on them at all. Yeah, I think I think that the, the slight difference with Sheffield United is that it did relieve pressure. Once they'd gone, you know, the fate was sealed. You know, because every game they were going into, they knew it was a must win. And all of a sudden it was a it didn't matter. But what yeah. it allowed them to do was probably play with a little bit more freedom and just play for some pride and show the Sheffield United fans that there's a team there that still want to play for the for the badge. And uh, are prepared to come back strong next season. The difference between that and Crystal Palace, who who haven't got anything to play for, is that yes, they may play a little bit more relaxed and uh, and take a few more chances. But I don't think that's Roy Hodgson's way. To be honest, I don't think he sets his teams up like that to to go and just play flair football. So I think it's it's I, I hate to say, but it's almost a game for us to lose. You know, if we come out and play to any way near our ability, we, we should win the game. We've got more, we should have more desire because there is a big prize at the end of it than there is for, mm. for Palace. So I'd be surprised if we weren't at it, to be honest. Austin, good evening, Austin. Thanks for joining us. Uh, he said he thinks we can beat Palace. Well, that was more than the Palace fan thought we <laughs> would happen, wasn't it? Because, again, if you watch the, the opposition view on Friday night, he wasn't very uh, – and he was on he was on another Leicester channel this morning as well. And it, he's not got a lot of faith in his team at the moment. <laughs> no. no, I think he had them uh, – he had his down to beat them 4-2, if I remember rightly. And he, he did indeed. He did mm. indeed. If only I'd got a bit of spare money, I'd have been down the bookies, I'll tell you. Uh, Scott is asking a question for you here, Craig, before we move on. Did you do your search in regard to the yellow cards? I did indeed. I did indeed, Scott. So um, I checked it out. It, it's now, when you get into the last, uh, I think, 32 games. So I think this is our 32nd or 33rd anyway but we're now at a point where you need 15 yellows to get a ban now our right. our player with the most i think is evans i think he's got seven or eight it might be seven there's a couple of players on fives for farner he's on five or six or whatever but we're out you know we're yeah. you, we've got more chance of getting bans from red cards than we have yeah. from yellows to be honest because yeah. there's not enough games for us to get a yellow card every game and then get a ban so from that perspective right. we are clear i'm impressed you've been doing your homework you can uh, right. you can you can, you can leave early this evening you can leave early this evening um 
talk about the other option, obviously, the other thing to, 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 to worry about, of course, is injury. But when you look at that, um, I, I mean, a lot he was saying, you know, a lot of those players necessarily wouldn't be first choice for Palace. But reminiscent of us earlier in the season, I've never seen Leicester with literally, I mean, two big players, I grant you, the two big misses, but we're down to two injuries. Mm. We are. I mean, two big players as well. And... Um, mm. You know what? I mean, you, you look further ahead and uh, that is where uh, Brendan's going to earn his money if uh, mm. if Harvey gets back fit before the end of the season because you look at the way we're playing and you can see how Vardy seems to be occupying that left-hand slot. He, he, yeah. he seems to drift yeah. out there. He's like a young Terry Henry. He sort of drifts out into these um, wide areas where he knows he can draw, particularly particularly where, where teams are playing three centre-halves. And he ends mm. up drifting out, pulling one of the centre-halves away, who he knows he can isolate with a bit more space when he's out on the wing. And he, and he just skins them. And we've seen that in the last couple of games. So that's really working for him. You, you add Harvey Barnes back into the mix and all of a sudden Jamie has to play more infield. So... It's going to be a tricky one, but a, a nice problem to have. But at the minute, you know, we've we've got a good team who are all fit and uh, and playing well. It's the problem that every manager wants, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> to have a to, to have difficult decisions to make. Recent matches. I mean, I I thought you know that Palace have always been a bit of a bogey team for us. I can remember. I think it was five nil one one year. Um, there was a four one there, but. You know, the early one in the season it was 1 1, um, 3 0 and 2 0. We did the double over them the season before. That said, the season before that, they did the double over us. So mm. we can't take this lightly, can we? No, not at all. I don't think you, you ever can because, you know, Palace really are a, a Jekyll and Hyde side. You know, when they're on. Thanks, Stephen. Um, <laughs> when they're. Um, when they're on it, you know, when all their players are in the mood, then they're a really difficult team to play against. You know, Zahar, Eze, yeah. uh, even Andros Townsend, when he turns it on, you know, they've got some good players. But you look beyond them and you would have to say that this is an average team full of average Premier League players. You know, you, I don't think, you, again, you take Eze and Zahar out of it and even they're questionable. Yeah. Would any of their team make the bench. I, I know that's that's probably being a little bit harsh, but the way yeah. the two teams have moved, I think we, the, the gap between us has grown such a lot. So, yeah, on their day, they've got individual players who, who, who can do a job, but from the way they set up, you know, it, we, we should have enough for them. Obviously, you want to stop the balls getting into Benteke because um, he's always a handful if he's on it. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're not... You know, they're, they're a team that you would like to be playing at this stage of the season, I would say. Scott's made a good point here. Um, in regards to Barnes coming back, I think Vardy gets put out to the right forward role with Nacho being central and Barnes on the left. I mean, that, from a Leicester City fan's point of view, as a front three, it's it's... Virtually bordering on orgasmic, isn't it? Mm. I mean, you know, Barnes, Inacho, and Vardy. If they're all on form, my God, you know, we we mm. we could literally destroy teams. 
Well, you could. It's it's very similar to um, you would say the the Liverpool front three when they are uh, mm. all at it: uh, Mane, Firmino, and um, and Salah. I think what that would mean is a, is a bit of a, a change in formation slightly, though. But you know, it, you know, it could work, and it's uh, it's something that'll be interesting to see how Brendan uh, attacks that problem. You know, mm. hopefully everybody's still fit by the time that Harvey comes back, and and what it gives is it gives Brendan the opportunity to to feed him back in slowly, as he has done with most of the players who have been coming back from uh, longer term injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Having said that, those front three plus Jota didn't exactly do Liverpool a lot of use yesterday, did they? I think I mean, their <laughs> figures, I think, what are they in the last four or five games? 124 shots, four on target. Oh, yes. I mean, or four oh, goals, sorry, out of 124. Yeah. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It is. It is. Talking of that, going back to earlier in the season, it was one all. Um, it was, he says, leaning in there. <laughs> Zaha got put them ahead on the 58th. Barnes um, got the equaliser on 83. Um, in actual, of course, missed a penalty in that one. Yeah, um, I can only think that Vardy wasn't playing or, or Vardy no, had gone off. Vardy wasn't point. playing on that one. No. no. So, and Vardy's got a very, very good record against Palace, I think. Uh, and I think you alluded to it. Um, the other night. Now, if you were really professional, this is where you'd have your Vardy uh, swinging eagle um, video clip ready to go, Chris. But uh, I've dropped that one on you. So that that had just, that had just be too expected. Is that the word? You know, it, it, too slick. <laughs> that's what it'd be. Yeah, you, you, you know. Do you do you think I would be that corny? Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I can't. I can't. I can't argue with that. You know, but uh, but um, yeah, I don't know why he wasn't playing. Whether it was, I'm, it, I'm presuming it must have been an injury. Yeah, I, I guess so. But it, you know, there was probably at a point in the season where we weren't playing at our our best. I think what we have been is fairly consistent um, for the latter half of the season. You know, where where we we tailed off. I don't know if anybody realized that we uh there we go chris i knew you'd be there mate um <laughs> i don't know if anybody doing that i think to be honest probably did. <laughs> yeah i don't know if anybody realized that we sort of tailed off towards the end of last season because it's not like sky like to mention it every game that we play mm. but um yeah geez but this um this year you know we do seem to be more consistent you know we're we're having little patches of lulls in games rather than whole halves or or whole games. So long may that continue for the rest of the season. Yeah, but just going back to to that game, like I say, it did finish one all. And you mm. sort of with you with you mentioning Liverpool. I mean, you know, when you look at that, there in that game, we had the majority of you know two thirds of the possession, but we had seventeen shots, um, mm. three of which were on target. And we came out with a one-one draw, and you know that sort of thing sort of frustrates me. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the, the 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 one thing we haven't had at the minute is this sort of shock out of the blue uh, result. So I'm I'm not hoping that this is it, obviously. But mm. you know, 
by average, you know, you would expect that we would slip up on one of these games the way that everybody else has. Um, there's no major sign of it. And, you know, we are continuing to create chances. And we're pretty, I think we're, we're pretty... Uh, we're pretty good in terms of taking our chances. I'm not sure what our expected goals ratio or whatever that stat is that um, that Sky love uh, love putting out there, but we seem to be taking a decent amount of the clear chances that we create. I know Jamie's missed a few, but we do create chances. We stay in there. We stay true to the way that we play football, and we know that there will be a chance coming. And uh, and by and large, we've been putting them away. Funny you should mention that because our average, well, I can't give you the sky stat, but the average mm. goal scored per match for Leicester is 1.81. Mm. And for Palace, it's 1.06. Um, but I mean, we were, you know, having won that last game, it, it did mean that we, we hadn't broken, you know, equaled the record of losing three Premier League matches on the trot. We managed to sort yeah. of break the duck there. And we were all confident at that, I think, uh, when we spoke on Wednesday night. Um, you know, and that's the way to do it. You know, it's uh, – I sounded like Punch and Judy then, didn't I? That's the way to do it. You know, you've got to – you know, you, you have a bad result. to yourself, Craig. <laughs> I will be. Uh, no chance to be wicked. Um, the um, – yeah, they, they, you know, we, we we bounce back. You know, I think Ian Dowie uh, coined the phrase, didn't he, a few, a few years ago of bounce back ability. You know, at yeah. the moment, you know, over the past couple of seasons, I would say that we've got that. If we've had a dodgy result, we've managed to bounce back. Obviously, we, we lost two in a row. Um, yeah. But we, 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 we came out uh, all guns blazing, really, against West Brom. I know they had one chance um, and, and missed it. We missed the ball let alone the chance. But apart from that, we, we look pretty comfortable, to be honest. Yes. Um, Palace have only won two of the past nine Premier League games. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'd be interested to see what that that is, uh, the difference between their home and away records as well. Because, uh, you know, they, I think they're another team who have probably missed their fans more than hmm. some others, you know, particularly in, in, during their home games. You know, they're, they're a noisy bunch. I know we've got a decent record there, but they do create a really good atmosphere at home. And I would imagine that Palace over the years have probably got the majority of their points at home. Um, so they've probably missed uh, missed fans um, more than some others. But, yeah, they're, they're not in a great run of form. And as I say, you know, their season sort of tailed off, really, didn't it, a few weeks ago when they realised yeah. that they'd got enough points in the bag. You know, I think they had a decent first half of the season without pulling up any trees, but um, but they've not really been in, in, in any real danger. They've, they've managed to pull a result out when they needed it. So it is that desire, you know, and it, it's difficult. Mm. I'm sure if, if Steve or Richard were here, you know, when you go onto a pitch knowing that you've got something to play for, it could only be the difference of 5 or 10% in your level of performance, but that can make all the difference. Yeah. I mean, looking at the, the run of form there, I mean, you know, Man City, in fairness, you know, everybody loses to Man City. And, of course, we have the West Ham debacle. But apart from that, you know, we, we've, we've got some good wins. Um, they've managed to sneak past West Brom 1-0. You know, they're, they're not they're not on on a good run of form, and you know you've got to think that there's a lot of players whose contracts are up, um, according to Ali, the uh, from the Pride of South London fan TV, the Palace fan that was on uh, the Opposition View on Friday, and of course Roy Hodgson, his contract expires 
at the end of the year. So, you know, it's, you know, I can remember, you know, once sort of the players knew that um, Pellegrini was leaving at Man City when we won the title, mm. it was kind of, once that came out, it sort of literally turned the whole team off. Yeah, it's difficult. They, they're definitely a, a team and a club in transition, I think, at the minute. Their next appointment is going to have to be, you know, a really key one for them because, you know, although they've been pretty safe and solid, we, we can see how, you know, every team is improving in this league. Um, you would say if – it'd be interesting to see the second half of the table, uh, season stats alone because the likes of Fulham have played really well the second half of the season. I would imagine that Palace must be down there if it was just second half of the season. So with all those players not knowing where they're going to be next season, not knowing who the manager is, there's a lot of sort of internal turmoil, I would imagine, at the club. And uh, it's a club that appears to be lacking direction. You don't really know what their style of play is. You don't know what they, they stand mm. for, their identity. They, they're definitely a team in transition. And, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who they go for in the close season. But now we, we need to make the most of... Uh, of the way they're playing and, and the lack of or seemed lack of confidence and, and just put them to the sword. Would it be, I mean, you know, you get some teams that are always at the top and some teams that always struggle, but you seem to get teams as well. I mean, I know, you know, Arsenal are sort of mid table, but that's maybe a little bit the norm now, but it isn't normally the norm, but you know, Palace seem to be one of those teams that their, their destiny is to always finish mid-table, you know, like when we had um, Martin O'Neill as manager, we were 9th, 10th, 11th, 10th, whatever. You know, and if you look at sort of under Roy's reign, you know, they mm. were they were 11th, 12th, 14th, 13th. And whilst, you know, you, you, you're safe every year, you're not exactly setting the world alight, are you? Mm. No, and it's, it's a lot harder to move those notches up than it is to move notches mm. down, you know. Yeah. Um, they are, yeah, I mean, remember going back years when it was uh, Coventry. I think Coventry were just average every year until they, they finally had that bad season and went down. And when that happens, you know, to, to big clubs who have been in there a long time, it can be pretty difficult to get back if you don't do it first time. Obviously, the teams who went down last season all look like they're, they're coming back, or at least two of them are coming back straight away. But with Palace... You know, I, I it, they must be frustrating to be a fan of because they never look like they're going to start challenging for European yeah. spot, nor do they really look like they've been in uh, in any trouble. They, they're almost a bit Burnley-ish, you know, um, yeah. but but without the flair. Yes. The thing is, with Watford coming back up, you never know whether they're going to come back up with the same manager or not. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the oh, I don't know if I've mentioned, by the way, but... Um, Tottenham lost the Caribou Cup final. <laughs> I, 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 I may have mentioned that. I, I just, it's just an excuse just to, to play that. But uh, never mind Tottenham. There's always twenty thirty or something like that. Twenty thirty one, isn't it? When you like the like you like the years with with the ones on. Results pretty much have gone our way. I mean, you know, Chelsea West Ham would have nice to have been a draw, but you know, at least um, you know, one's one, it's knocked the other one down a bit. Um, we managed to take advantage, you know, um of uh, uh you know when when uh when we beat West West Brom earlier on. But you know, when you look at the results this weekend, Liverpool got the draw, like we say. 
Um, you know, Newcastle doing us a favour. Leeds did us a favour with Liverpool. Um, who did Leeds play? Man United. So they yeah. kind of just throw that in. You know, if we can win tomorrow night, you know, that's going to put us on 62 points. Mm. It's it's getting better and better, isn't it? Well, I think that's it. I mean, the, I, I mean that the, the fact that Chelsea and West Ham were playing each other um, was a bonus for us, I think. And I think the, the worst result would have probably been a West Ham win because you think Chelsea yeah. are going to pick up points towards the end of the season. One is the teams below to start dropping away. And um, so that wasn't a bad result for us, to be honest. And as you say, if we could pick up the three points tomorrow and be seven points clear of our nearest challenges um, down in fifth, then that's a healthy place to be in, particularly with mm. Southampton and Newcastle to come. So, you know, I'm sure Brendan is drumming into the players that, you know, these are the games that uh, that will will make or break the season. You you don't want to be going into those last few games knowing that you need something. Even though I would be more confident this season than I was last, um, but it's much better to try and get the job done early. I mean, those last three fixtures, as we look at them, which are going to be Spurs, Man United, and Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Chelsea is probably going to be the toughest of those because obviously we know we've, we've beaten Man United quite easily. So it all depends what Man United turn up. And Spurs are basically being, you know, managed by a 29 year old who's never managed before. And we saw that today. I and, mean, you know, mm. it was like going into a cup final and playing defensively. You've got to fancy yourself against Spurs. I mean, I don't know when the Chelsea game is going to be, to be honest mm. with you. Because the, the the website have still got us down playing a couple of hours before we play them in the FA Cup. But <laughs> is, is that three, you know, we've been saying all season that, you know, those three games are, you know, going to be really, really hard. Are they going to be that hard now, though, with, you know, the way that the mm. different teams are playing? Well, they, uh, you know, they, they will still be tough, I think, because you've got people who are, are, are going to be playing for things. Man United are, I'm, I'm sure they want to finish second. You know, they, they want to be the best of the rest. Spurs, you don't know, as you say, because um, uh, because of the, the, the manager. I mean, it's a very strange situation. I'm not sure how that manager can go in to a changing room and 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 speak with any authority to some of the players that are in there who have been there and done it. Harry Kane's got a golden boot from a from a World Cup. How is a 29 year old manager of the youth team who he used to play with going to be telling him what to do and how to get the best out of his game? I think it's a very strange situation that they're in. The interesting. I mean, there's a lot of rumours. So just to to ask a question on that of you, Craig, because there's a lot. There was a lot of rumours about why Jose left. I think we can put the fact that he he walked because of the um, uh, ESL. We can put that to bed now. I don't think that happened. The, the biggest rumour going round is that it was easy to sack him before he won a trophy, because. I didn't realise, but Conte did that and he sued Chelsea and, and got a lot of money. Um, right. but remember when we got rid of Ranieri and we put yep. Shakespeare, who'd never been a manager, I don't, I don't believe, if my memory yeah. serves me right. It's just lifting because if, if mm-hmm. things that are being said about Mourinho in that dressing room were right and he'd lost the dressing room, then maybe just anybody going in is going to give it a bit of a lift. Yeah, 
you you would think so i mean it's it's a difficult one isn't it i assume mm. that they can't move because they've got to fit in the chelsea game it's it's almost a shame that they can't uh, they can't move it and make it the last game of the season what it would be interesting is a scenario for you that the way that the rest of the games have panned out and it comes to the leicester chelsea game and we both need a point to qualify for the top four. Now, I wonder how that game would play out. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking Austria-Germany World Cup 1980, whatever it was. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that one. Yes, where uh, that, that was amazing. There was a draw, wasn't it? And they both went it was, through. It was indeed. I don't think anybody yeah. broke sweat. No, I can. I don't know. I mean, you would hope players would be professional, but like you say, you know, if, if that was the case, mm. I don't. It, it, it's a good question and one to which I don't have. Uh, I don't have a decent answer to be honest with you. <laughs> but we're going we're going to welcome. Um, and I've lost him now, but I've, I'll get him back here. We are going to welcome in. Uh, I'm not even going to attempt to read that out, but that's his name, and he's a Palace fan. Welcome along. I still hope you're going to subscribe to the channel, even if you're a Palace fan. Sorry, mate, but we've all got our crosses to bear. That happens to be yours. <laughs> but you go, you're going for a 1-1 draw. Uh, your home record isn't that great this year. It wasn't. I've got to be totally honest with you there, G, whatever. <laughs> I am not a number. I am not a number, if you remember that programme. But it's improved, hasn't it, Craig? It's a lot. You know, I used to worry about our home form. I can't say I am now. No, we had a bit of a glitch, didn't we, when we lost to, I think, Villa, Fulham, West Ham in a short period of time. Um, apart from that, uh, I think we've looked pretty solid, you know, apart from, you know, you know Man City. Um, but no, we, we've been pretty solid. We've won the games that you would expect us to, to win, particularly the second half of the season. I think we... Uh, we're looking pretty strong at home now, so mm. yeah, I think if that's the um, if that's the straw that you're clutching at, I'm not sure it's a particularly strong straw. No, not as strong as it was earlier in the season. Mm. Okay, well, um, let's just have a look. And in fair, no, um, you know, I jest when I was saying about Palace. Uh, Leicester, a great team. Thank you whatever you're called. <laughs> it's uh, nice for you to say so. Um, we've nothing against Palace. We're like, you know, they're, 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 they're not a hated team, but, you know, they're, 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 there we go. It's that time of the week again. I'm just going to play a quick jingle, make sure that Brendan is watching because he was watching last <laughs> week and uh, went for exactly the team you picked. So he obviously watches. He obviously puts a lot of weight behind your uh, your, your thoughts and, and comments, Craig. Uh, let's see if he does it this week. Back after this. Hi, Alan Smith here. Be sure to watch and listen to Chris on Leicester Till I Die TV. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. Of the Foxes. end I, I couldn't hear you then chris so if you were swearing at me well done Sorry. but i couldn't hear what you said yeah. <laughs> no i said I, I said did it work at your end because it didn't work at my end uh, alan smith went all peter crouch and robotic on me 
No, I could see, I could see him. It was just you that went silent. Um, so somebody's obviously <laughs> paid that. I'm going to say you got the you got the better option there. So um, we went with your team last week. We put on one of the best performances that we have all season. That said, you know, <laughs> West Brom. I don't think you know. You know, it was a dire performance. No way can Palace be as bad as West Brom were. I don't care what anybody says. I think that was probably the worst team we've played all season. Would you argue with that? No, you couldn't. It was really. I was really surprised. One of a of a Sam Allardyce team, to be honest. But from a team who need to win virtually every game, you know, we spoke on the Wednesday night expecting them to come at us. You know, be a really, you know, fast honours closing us down make it a physical game. And they basically just stood there and watched us play for uh, at least mm. 45 minutes. And by then the game was over. So no, as much as we would like to uh, to hope that Palace would be the same, it's probably unlikely. Yeah. Well, let's have a look at what you've gone for um, this week. Um, let's just bring that in there. Um, it's not a lot different to last week. You're not changing an awful lot. Obviously, the old saying, if it's not fixed, don't break it. Um, talk, talk us through the team. Yeah, really, I've only just changed, really, the, the wing-back. So, Casper, uh, obviously, and then Soyuncu, Evans, and Fafana. And it was interesting because I, I was I, I was reading a few things and... Uh, now, whether this is true, um, it came from the, the Leicester Mercury, so I'm sure they only steal yeah. things that are true, so um, so I'm sure it's that. <laughs> but um, but it was interesting to see that um, it, was, it was a great stat, and I know you love a stat, Chris. So I do. So the, the last game, the game against West Brom, was the fourth time that Fafana, Evans and Soyuncu had started a game together, and we've had four wins from those three clean sheets mm. and during those three games we've only conceded six shots on target in all four games and five of those were in one oh. game against man united so you talk about things that uh, aren't broken <laughs> don't need fixing yeah. i think it's pretty safe to say that whether i'm a big fan of a, of a back three and i'm not but you can't argue with those kind of stats when those three are playing uh, together they seem to snuff yeah. out all the danger. And you, they do. Um, Going to come on to to to, to Fafana in a minute, but you've you've mm. moved Castagna over to the left. But I remember yeah. last week you saying that you'd sooner have Castagna where he's more um, likely to to cause an impact. And you you know you mentioned as well that Brendan sort of said he does lose somewhat on that left. Although yeah. I, I must admit, personally, for me, I do think he can play there because he's played there mm. for Belgium, he's played there for Atlanta, he's played there for us. But I noticed yeah. that obviously this week you have moved him over to the left to accommodate Ricardo, I, I am I am guessing. Yes. Yeah, the, the main reason there is a couple of things. That Palace's main threat seems to come down the wings. And obviously, Zahar tends to take up that left-hand berth. And I just think... Of the two, I think Ricardo's a better defender. I think he's a bit more physical and able to deal. He's probably a little bit quicker. So I think he's yeah. probably more able to deal with the threat of Zahar than Castagna. I'm not saying Castagna wouldn't do a good job, but I think, you know, he's managing Ricardo's time. I think this is a good game to, for him to come back, having had the rest. But I think he'll be, um, he'll be able to do a, a better job on Zahar. 
And then the reason for switching Castagna is that um, if they play with um, uh, Andros Townsend, I think he's quite a tricky winger. So I think the extra experience of Castagna over Thomas on that particular uh, side would, would help as well. So yeah. I think, yeah, I'm not a big fan of playing people out of position, uh, but I think Tim can do that job. I think he is definitely not as, as strong as he is on the right, but I think it's important mm. that we, we bring Ricardo back in to uh, try and handle uh, Zahar. And and Castagna, obviously you've gone for Castagna over Thomas. Yeah, as I say, I think just because that a bit more experience, if they play uh, Andros Townsend, that he he tends to hug that touchline, and I think that greater experience of uh, of Castagna would uh, will do better. Nothing against Thomas, but I think the, no. the extra experience where you're coming up against experienced players, Premier League players, I think it really helps. Um, so that's why I've popped him in there. Brilliant. Um, I, today just keeps getting better. Um, it says Villa are 1-1, but somebody just said Villa are 2-1 down. So I'm not sure no. exactly what's going on there. But uh, um, Stephen Collins. Good evening, Stephen. Um, have, you, have you received your prize yet? Do let us know. Um, Brendan took a lot of praise mm. for the way that he dealt with Fafana midweek you know against the yeah. okay, midweek against West Brom and uh I fully I fully support Brendan in that move um mm. because um I mean I remember I, I'm not sure who it was I think it was a Liverpool manager once saying that uh he bought a player from Israel and the guy from Israel said I I can't play this week boss he said why because we're playing on a Sunday and I don't play on a Sunday and the manager said, well, that's all right, nor do the other 10. Um, but I think you've got to respect other people's religions. You've got to respect yeah. their beliefs. Um, and I think, uh, you know, we're all a bit confused as to why he came off. You always you always sort of dread the fact that it might be another injury. Um, Stephen said there, these late kickoffs will cause for foreigner problems due to the fact that he's fasting for Ramadan. But obviously, Brendan looks at it and has spoken to him and said, how long can you give us or give us a signal if at some point you're feeling drained, I guess? Yeah, I think uh, I think it was interesting to come out and hear Brendan's reason for, for doing that. And I'm sure, you know, that that's well respected by uh, Fafana and, and his teammates. And it just goes to show how important uh, Brendan takes the man management of these players. And I think somebody touched on it um, on one of the, the the TV channels about his man management um, and how he was able to get a tune out of Suarez when he was at Liverpool. And, uh, yep. and I think he takes it really, really uh, importantly. Uh, uh, and Fafana, you know, that will only make for feel uh, for Farner, that's easy for me to say for Farner feel <laughs> that he's uh, he's at the right club he's he's at a club that wants to nurture him not yes. only on the pitch but off the pitch as well so you know that that should be hopefully taken into consideration when uh, all these big cl big clubs with their big money uh, come calling but yeah. yeah if we get another 70 minutes out of him i think it helped that the game was done and dusted um so i'm sure he'll be trying to Say go out and do exactly the same. Get the game won, and uh, and let's uh, let's give him 70, 70 minutes and uh, and get him off. 
Ah, Stephen, um, you say <laughs> the post hasn't arrived yet, Chris, but the postman has been put on notice. <laughs> no, not good, <laughs> not good. Do what you want it. Um, Steve, Steve Linus is on Facebook. Um, and uh, add him and send him a little message saying, Oi, where's my program? You know, we've we've got a um, a, a back fan here, um, who's saying, Brendan out, um, mate, you know. <sighs> I'm 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 just impressed that you are still a Baggies fan after the way you watched your team last week. Because to be totally honest with you, um, you talk talk about the European Super League on that performance last week. West Brom wouldn't get in the Egg Cup League. I'll tell you, they were absolutely awful. And I'm sorry, I said this to to the guy who did the opposition view with me. That I know they were totally totally awful. So no, we're not going to get Brendan out. Um, Brenda's going to stay for a lot longer. So that's your team. And yeah. we're going to, I'm going to bring this up now because we'll come to score predictions in a second. Uh, and I am kind of watching the time because, of course, it is line of duty tonight. Uh, two episodes to go. Who's, go. who's it going to be, guys? Who's it going to be? Um, Brendan, I'll read you this headline out. Brendan Rogers is Tottenham's first choice successor to Josie Mourinho despite Boss stating his commitment to Leicester and saying he was grateful he didn't join Spurs in the past. I can't see him going to Spurs, can you? No, no I, I, I really can't. Um, you know, I don't think he'll get the same kind of... Um, freedom sorry can i just can i just just quickly interrupt there because jake on the box says um you watch that rubbish lol mm. well i tell you what jake if i can watch where um west brom play for 90 minutes i can put up with an hour of um line of duty because it's not as rubbish as your team were dressed up in a red and yellow barcode kit last week so just be careful when you're in glass houses uh, uh jake there I because mean, the, thing is, uh, you. the thing is chris i think aren't aren't villa playing west brom so you know if they're villa that good west not, brom at the moment yeah yeah so if they're that good i'm not sure why he's watching us instead of his own team but uh anyway that's uh that's something Excellent else. Excellent point there. Excellent. But then again, wouldn't you, if you'd have watched West Brom last week, you wouldn't want to watch him again, would you? No, that, that's a good point too. Um, yeah. Anyway, sorry, back to what you were saying, Craig, the more important stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't remember what it was, to be honest. Brendan, yeah, you, Brendan's you, not going to Tottenham. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, Daniel Levy's, you know, he's not got the best... Um, reputation has he for uh no. for looking after his managers to be honest i mean pochettino got them to their first champions league final and was just sacked because they thought they could get um get a better manager in in, uh, mm. in Mourinho. He, he just likes the glamour and glitz of it all i mean that's why i would imagine levy was pushing for them to be included in this uh european super league rather oh, yeah. than rather than the European Super League wanting Spurs, because that, that's what he wants. He, he sees himself as a big man in a big league. Um, but that, they've got a great training ground. They've got a great ground. But Brendan's got what he calls, and we all call a project here. And, mm. uh, you know, I'm sure there will be a time that, that um, 
that he decides to move on when he, he, he feels maybe he's taken us as far as he can. But I don't think that'll be for now. And I don't think it'll be for a, uh, for a team who's struggling to reach the Europa League. Do you think, though, and this is no disrespect to, to, to Brendan, and Stephen has said here, uh, have I got somewhere I can I can hide him in the... One second, I'm going to... Oh, Excuse me. Thank you. Uh, I think if Brendan was to go anywhere, time it might be the likes of Man City, um, quite possibly. Um, uh, but sorry, I'm bringing the right one up here. Um, Chris, have you got room in your attic? We can put Brendan into the witness protection around yours. <laughs> Do you know what? I think some managers have the limits as to what they can do. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. Brendan is fan did fantastically at Celtic, but like I've always said, you and me would go to Celtic and um, we'd, 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 we'd finish in the top two, <laughs> you know, and thank you, Melina. Um, but the certain managers I feel say have, have this limit that, you know, like I always think Jose Mourinho couldn't do what he does at Rochdale because he can only work with a club where he's got money to buy players. Mm -hmm. And certain managers, you know, like Brendan, he struggled at Liverpool. He got them close, I grant you. But, you know, Brendan's limit might be a club like Leicester. You know, Brendan will be appreciated. If Brendan gets us top four for the next four years, we think mm -hmm. he will walk on water. You know, even if we don't win a yeah. trophy. If he goes to Spurs or if he goes to... Um, I don't know Chelsea, uh, and and he does the same for them. They'll they'll sack him because he's not winning a trophy. And mm -hmm. I, you know, I like you say he's he's got the support, he's got the training ground here. Why would he go anywhere else? I think at this this stage in his career, when he's coming back down to the Premier League to prove himself, I think we're the ideal uh, club mm -hmm. for him. However. I do think that Brendan wants to be seen as one of the greats. I think he wants to win trophies. And unless he can do it here, I think, you know, bigger teams will come for him. But, you know, he's got to do well here for the bigger teams to want him. So he knows that yeah. this is almost an audition. So, you know, he can't let his standards drop. He can't let the team standards drop. And if Brendan goes... It's only because he's done a fantastic job with us. And and that is the cycle of it. You know, with the best will in the world, we could finish in the top four for three, four years running. But it won't still make us a massive club like some of the others are, you know, whether we like it or not. We can argue against, yeah, the likes of Spurs. But there are, you know, big clubs, traditional clubs, and not just uh, here. You know, it's, it's a global game now. Who's to say that we become regulars in the European uh, Champions League for four years and someone like Real Madrid like the way that he plays football and nurtures young talent or Barcelona or whatever. You know, knowing Brendan, he's probably learning Spanish already. Yeah. Jake, um, you actually says he doesn't support the baggies, he supports Tottenham. But then I guess if I supported Tottenham, I'd pretend I supported another team. So <laughs> I understand what you are, uh, where you are coming from. But let me ask you this, Craig. Um, if Brendan does what he does with Leicester, I mean, cup final, we might win it or not, top four, 
possibly, um, you know, good runs. And if you're doing that year in, year out, will he be seen as a bigger success than going to a Manchester City where he's got millions and millions and millions of pounds? And I mean, we're not, we're not exactly poor, but we're not in that league and wins the league with Man City. What, you know, you look at it, what is the better, what is more success for him? And I know he I wants to win trophies, don't get me wrong, but how would he be judged? I think in that scenario, if he was the man to uh, succeed Guardiola and still went on to win the league, then he'd be he'd be deemed a fantastic appointment, to be honest, because we've seen people follow big managers. Arsene Wenger, you know, they haven't managed to find a successful manager yet. Man United, you could argue, haven't managed to find a successful manager to follow in their greatest managers. So mm. I, I think... You know, Brendan Brendan fancies himself as a as a title winner, uh, and it'd be great to think that that he could do it here. Um, I think we would all be sort of, you know, fooling ourselves if if we think we could win it multiple times. Who knows? But mm. it's unlikely, shall we say? So I think the law of a really big club will always be there for Brendan. Um, I don't think at the minute Tottenham are a really big club so i can't see at this stage where both teams are that um that, that he would want to go there i i said when he came down that it was um a stepping stone if you like like you say a rehabilitation for him a chance to yeah. prove himself because like we've all said you know celtic is, is celtic and you know for, for most of his time there half his time there rangers weren't even in the same division so you know it, it's no big big things what he managed to do there i i don't think and i expect him to move on um eventually um but i just think as as as, as somebody outside judging him Mm -hmm. To get Leicester to where they could possibly be would be seen as a neutral, as a bigger achievement than winning a cup with Manchester City, or winning no, the league. I, with Manchester I, I think it's a fair. I think it's a fair comment. I think Brendan still has to prove himself in Europe, so I think that's why it's really important for him to get Champions League this year. You know, we we didn't we didn't do ourselves any justice really this year in Europe. I don't think Brendan's got a particularly good record in Europe. I'm, I'm not sure that he's managed to get a team past the quarterfinals or even into the quarterfinals. I don't think he's got to the quarterfinals, to be yeah. honest with you. No. So, you know, for the really big clubs to uh, to look at him, I think he's still got to prove that. And, um, you know, if he can prove that at Leicester, then then that, that, that stands him in good stead. But, um, mm. yeah, you're right. Any team coming in, any manager coming in here and doing what they've done, their stock is only going to be on the rise. But... Um, I think you're right. It, 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 it's looked, but it would be looked upon as a great achievement, uh, considering the size of the club. But we know the big boys will will come running, uh, will come calling sooner rather than later. And I also think as well that um, he's got to be careful because of the. I mean, I'm I was glad that he left Celtic in the way that he did because I think he learnt more. Seeing those last ten games with us in league in the league than he would have done four or five games pre-season. I know it pissed off Chris Sutton and a lot of Celtic fans, but you know, I honestly think it, it was better for us. Mm -hmm. That said, I think he's got to be careful 
and chooses time for leaving Leicester so he doesn't get that reputation of, oh, somebody yeah. bigger's coming along, you know, a bit a bit like a Mark McGee, if you like. So I think he's got to be yeah. very careful, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting what Stephen said there uh, on the back of my uh, learning Spanish comment. But you're right. I think um, I think he's got to be he's got to be careful. I, th I mean, he came out and said that as long as he and the club have got the same passion, the same drive, the same goals, then he'll be happy to be here as long as he can continue to, yeah. to develop and grow. And you know. Now, who's to who's to say? You know, before Abramovich's money, Chelsea were a bit of a yo-yo club. Spurs yeah. the same. You know, they've they've not exactly they're not they're finished in high positions, but you wouldn't call them a trophy laden club, would you? So there's there's nothing yeah. to say that we can't uh, break that top six um, uh, uh, um, sort of barrier and, and be there regularly. Indeed, it's still 1-1, one, one. there's a lot of rumours going on, it's still 1-1 one, one between Villa and, and West Brom at the moment. But um, let's have um, the old score predictions then. Um, TM here, good evening again TM, thanks for coming back on. And she's gone 2-1, one, one. she's gone 2-1. Well done. Now, um, I have to say, I do believe last week... That I went for three nil. Now, somebody did accuse me. I think it was Stephen Collins that said, "Did I phone up the club and say stop scoring now because I've got the right prediction?" Yeah. <laughs> I know you have power, Chris. I'm not sure you have that much. <laughs> no, I know <laughs> this is very true. So let's have a look at what um, our ex-players have gone for in the old Prediction League. Uh, pretty much, apart from me, have all gone 2-0. Um, I, I think Palace always seem to just sort of sort of get one against us. So I've gone for 2-1. For but let's say mm. Walsh, Linux, and uh, Marshy have all gone sort of 2-0. So pretty confident, aren't we all? What about yourself, Greg? Yeah, well, I'm uh, I'm reverting to type as I did at the start of the season for the the last game against West Brom. I think I went a three-one, and um, so I think I'm going to stick with a three-one. Well, let's be honest with you. As long as it's a win, <laughs> we will be very very happy. Exactly, Craig. As always, my ways are ways wise old sage. <laughs> I haven't even got to my gin yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether actually let me just see if this will work because for my birthday last month I was got um my son bought me make your own uh, gin and it wasn't sort of a distillery or anything like that um I'm not sure if this is going to actually work or not we'll see what comes up Here we go. Is this going to be and that picture of your basically, brand? I didn't yeah. realise that when you yeah. make your own, yeah, when you make your own gin, a that you put vodka in it. It's made from vodka, but apparently vodka is just gin with um, uh, gin is just vodka with sort of juniper berries and what have you, and uh, it's come out that colour. Now mm. that is the colour I'd expected to come out of me, not necessarily go in me. <laughs> 
Well, that's uh, that's a very pleasant thought for a Sunday evening, Chris. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> hey, uh, what can I say? But apparently, I've I've been watching YouTube tonight, and apparently, um, it's because it's not distilled. If I owned a distillery, I could get it to go clear and white but uh, right. apparently because it's not distilled then that is why it is that color but if you don't see me tomorrow night it's because i'll be drinking that tonight um and then uh, i don't i might be in hospital who knows i've had <laughs> i've had my second vaccination today so i should be safe from that anyway mm. craig as always thank you very much melina says thank you very much as well Pleasure. And I'm, I'm having a bit of trouble getting the old um, messages up now, so uh, I'll have to sort of just read that out. Uh, West Brom have now gone 2-1 ahead. Um, poor Villa. Poor Villa, yeah, you know. It's a shame. Maybe, um, maybe uh, Sam Allardyce allegedly may have taken a bung last week to play badly. <laughs> oh, did I say that? Did I say that? <laughs> A thank you here from uh, from Scott. Thanks, Chris and Craig, for a great show. Take care, Cheers, both. Scott. Cheers, Scott. Um, I will see you next week sometime. I think the, the next game is actually Friday evening. Right, okay. Against so Southampton. So I will see you on Thursday at 7, more yeah. than likely. You know. Sounds good to and me. Let's, Let's hope we are a little bit clearer in the top of the uh, in the top of the league there. But Craig, thanks for everything, mate. As always, you are the one that brings sense and uh, and good uh, good information to the show. You're welcome. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Chris. See you soon. And I took a bong for that. I'll tell you. Goodbye. Thanks to um, yeah, thanks very much to Craig. There, he, we have a we have a love hate relationship, me and Craig. You know, yeah, we love ourselves and hate each other. Um, so, um, yeah, tomorrow night, eight o'clock. It is. Um, don't forget that uh, we will be here. Oh, if it's eight o'clock kickoff, about ten past seven, with Josh looking at the uh, team and seeing. Seeing if Craig can do it two weeks on the trot and get uh, get his team selection right. And then about 40 minutes post-game, post-final whistle, we will be here with the old um, post-match show with me and Brad. It's all happening. And then again, so we're playing on Thursday, so there's like shows most, most evenings. Thanks very much for watching. I know it's Tuesday night, so probably it was this or the Villa... West Brom game, which yeah, I can get you coming on here, or obviously one man and his dog antiques roadshow, whatever the BBC decide to put out. Don't forget, five days left, you can still get 30% off um the story of Leicester City in the 90s by Leicester's first chief executive, Barry Pierpoint, or the W's minding my own football business.com. And did I tell you, have I mentioned it this evening? I don't know if I have. Tottenham lost in the Carabao Cup. God, I, I, I love that gift. I really do. Guys, thanks very much for joining us. Hope you've enjoyed the show. We'll see you tomorrow, 10 past 7. Take care, stay safe, and uh, come on, you foxes. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club.
Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Some people are on the pitch. They think it's all over. It is now. Podcast Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurant, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.